Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, February 27th, we're back. It's National Pokemon Day. I was never really much of a Pokemon guy in my upbringing. If I had to guess a guy who maybe was, I think Sneaky, it's not really Sneaky, but maybe Adam. That would be my guess. Even though I knew you and I don't think you were, but maybe you could fill me in there. No, I uh, I for sure was. I think I have a picture on my phone saved of me playing Pokemon trading card game online in like grade seven and falling asleep in my bed with it open. Oh, but I was more of a like, I didn't really play the like story games that much, but I did like competitive battling online. Like, wow. okay, yeah. What does that yeah. entail? Well, it's like you know all the Pokemon are split into tiers, and then you make your own teams, and then you you know battle people online. Lots of strategy with like using your you like, know yeah effects and stuff. Yeah, and then there's the trading card game online, which is kind of like a whole different thing, but it's also like playing the card game competitively. So. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the sport. When I said it out loud, I actually remembered something that Alex was a pioneer in the Pokemon Go game in the summer of 2016. Yeah, 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 like the where you'd go and catch the Pokemons in different parts of the city. Yeah. You were about that. I I was about that. I feel like I was kind of in on that early. Um that was such a crazy time in like humanity, I got to be honest, like where people in that the was city sick running all over the place to catch any sort of pokemon and this wasn't like 10 or 12 people this was like hundreds of people um over in like victoria park in calgary and like uh, other spots it was unbelievable to the point where like my friend like we were driving around like the city in downtown just trying to catch pokemon and like he'd he'd he would like he'd pull over like he wouldn't really even pull over he just kind of stopped the car in the middle of the road to see if he could get like good positioning with 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 the pokemon it was it was like borderline dangerous too so um it was a fun time i remember i tried to get into it like pokemon go because i remember you were hyping it up big and i was like man i gotta check this out but my problem then was i had like 250 megabytes of data so ah. like i would go out there and i would like i think i was out there for like 10 minutes and i was like ah, i'm just not gonna Dab be able out. to yeah i'm not gonna be able to get anything done today owen seems fascinated by this whole thing like he might not have even known that it existed i was aware but i never participated i've never been on the app or used it l oh i have a feeling I, I didn't really know adam before <laughs> i was like maybe 16 or 17 but i feel like i i feel like i knew exactly the type of kid he was I like, have a pretty mean? good sense of what. What? What does that mean? I just feel like he, I feel like he, you know I feel like I know what kind of, like how you were moving in junior high. Like I feel like I know what type yeah. of guy you were. Yeah, I, I wasn't much different parents. to be honest. I know. Not I think that's why changed. it's easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. if anything, that's credit to you. You're can, like, like people can like look at you once and like see twenty years of stories there. Like, yeah. I, I like that about you. It's a good thing. I wish I had more of that. That's respect. You just came back from Medicine Hat, Adam, after a nice weekend in the med, dude. How did it go? Mm, yeah, I was. It was pretty good. I was there for uh, ACAC regionals. So like. The, the, all the schools from the south played in a little tournament top three teams go to the championship um yeah it was decent 
I mean, I don't know, not much to do in Medicine Hat. We just kind of sat in the gym all day until midnight, went to the hotel, which I Googled the hotel in advance because, you know, I kind of like to see what kind of crib I'm staying in. Mm -hmm. It said four-star hotel. So I'm like, okay, like, let's go. And it's without a doubt in my mind, the worst hotel I've ever walked into in my entire life. Like that was... It's like the showers, no water pressure. It was like completely dirty. Um, wow. The breakfast had like two options. Like it was one of the worst breakfasts I've ever seen in my life. Like it smelled like cigs and dogs and <laughs> wow, dirty wow. carpets. Well, that's and a so four. I, that's a four medicine hat though. I was gonna that's say. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I did some research like, on that's how. Yeah, because when I saw this, I did some research on how hotels get their stars, and you just have to kind of, like, check some boxes. So it's like, oh, they had a pool, and they had, a like, a really big water slide. Like, that's two stars, right? Wow. And then they had, like, different game rooms and a gym and stuff. Oh, we're at three stars. And then it's like, oh, your staff is available 24-7. Oh, you're a four-star hotel. And Maybe it's, like, so okay. it's a five. <laughs> yeah, then, then it would be a five. Maybe it was the fourth out of the five hotels in Medicine Hat. Maybe, maybe you just looked maybe. at the chart wrong and it was just the maybe. fourth best out of five. That's a possibility. The I, tournament wasn't no winter games though, right? No. Or Arctic games, sorry. Arctic games. I actually uh, I want to cut Adam off because I did see his Arctic Games coat this weekend. And wow, that thing is a rig. It's a unit. It's a unit for sure. It keeps me warm. I can you know it gets the job done when you only need the t shirt underneath. That's that's kind of what I what I look for in a jacket. So. so for people, I know like reading weeks are a little different for different schools and stuff, but for mm-hmm. people who are maybe going on their reading week here soon, um, would you recommend as like a vacation destination Medicine Hat or or um, Fort McMurray? Like which are you kind of, you have a plane ticket, you can go anywhere you want, um, where are you going? I, I, when you go to one of these tournaments, like in Medicine Hat, I really didn't see anything other than the inside of the gym and the referee room and the hotel. So I don't really know what else is out there, but it didn't look like much. <laughs> so I'm going to say maybe Fort McMurray because the people yeah. there were pretty nice. Mm. You probably, I feel like you described probably 80% of what, what people might do in those cities in both so. yeah. He, he, yeah two birds yeah, one but stone i just feel like as an official for a tournament like i'm literally either in the gym or i'm like getting ready for my next game or i'm sleeping like i didn't really have much time to do anything else i've never been to fort mac but i feel like that population is like 90 percent party party city yeah i, I don't know so. it was a lot of just like i mean i guess the people i talked to were like people who worked there mostly but like it was just like a lot of like single (laughs) like dads and moms just like grinding out life fort mac yeah it was just like single dads single moms that are just like you know going to town and they're just like very welcoming and they're just out there to work hard so good for them them. well good i'm good i'm glad we went behind the curtain on the age-old fort mac medicine hat to be (laughs) the only only medicine hat insight i have i've told this on the podcast before but it's so good i have to tell it again medicine hat baseball tournament when i was 12 i made the play of the year at at shortstop and then when i walked back to the dugout the parents actually stood up and applauded as i came back into the dugout and i did the wait what was the play oh my it was he's talked about this seven times no no i'll do it again though it was a rocket off the bat to 
to uh, shortstop. I was playing shortstop, and I just snagged it backhand, boom. And then I threw threw it to second base. Second baseman was so shocked, he couldn't even throw to first. He was like, what did you just do? Like, that was amazing. And then I did the Derek Jeter hat tip on the way back to the, dug- to the dugout <laughs> <laughs> to salute the parents who stood up to applaud. So that was a great tournament. So I would definitely lean towards medicine hat. I also, because we were just on break, we should, I, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed we started with Adam and didn't go to Owen, who actually went somewhere outside of this great province of Alberta. So take us behind the curtain on Arizona 2023 a little bit. A little vacation review. Disclaimer, primary visit was to, primary purpose of the visit was to visit my grandma who had just had heart surgery. So a lot of it was family time. Okay. Um, however, we did mix in a little bit of other stuff, which was primarily for me, I made, I made a pretty strong pitch to my family about watching spring training or uh, like... Not it's not like a game, but like actual like, pitchers and catchers like, report. Yeah. Pitchers and catchers, and there was like also fielders there at that point. Um, so we went to. I got my dad pretty fired up. I told him like my friend Phil said we can get some baseballs. Yeah, didn't happen. So I, I basically I, I talked up a big game, and so he was like, "Okay, we're gonna hit." He, he mapped out a little route for me and my family, uh, and so he was like, "Maybe we can see Shohei if we go to the Angels." So we went to the Angels. Um, didn't see anybody because they're in like an they're taking batting practice in like an enclosed warehouse type thing. Uh, so we were there for about an hour and a half. We didn't really see anybody. And then the second leg of the trip was we went to to see the um, the Cubs, and they have a nicer stadium, I will say, or a nicer facility. And they were actually were doing live at bats out in their out in their batting cage area. So I got to see David Bodie, Jan Gomes took some abs. Uh, David Couple Ross was famous. <laughs> David Ross was sitting on this like metal folding chair like it mm. looked like it was from like 1945 and he was just watching um and then yeah we were there for about 30 minutes uh and then left so that was kind of the highlight um we didn't I mean David Bodie was kind of the <laughs> the best player we saw but he did look pretty good in good uh inside out swing against this minor league pitcher it looked really it looked nice so maybe take a look at him if you're playing fantasy this year wow that's great yeah so no luck on the baseballs, though. You struck out. No. I don't even know how. I don't even know how. I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know how the, how that would even, how I would even come into contact with the baseball. Like, you like just. They weren't even. They toss it to you. Yeah, you wave the guy down. You're like, yo, like, ball. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should have done that. There was one kid, though. This little kid. Dug- Wait, do you oh, think they were going to like, has to get into the outfield? Yeah. And, like, well, I was just, like, like, get your, get your, yeah, like, I was like, rocket. I was like waiting at the at the fence. It has like, to do Phil's shortstop play. He's doing he's doing Zach Hampel in the outfield at spring training. Pitchers and catchers report. I do want to say though, uh, there was this um, at the Angels. Th- there was this little kid who was decked out in a full Shohei Otani like jersey, like socks, everything, and they gave him like this bat. Which was it was like a player's bat. It had like the angels grip and had the angels engraving on that barrel of it. Wow. It was sick. Wow. Um, but nothing for me, unfortunately. Tough. I guess it doesn't like I did go when I was ten, so it doesn't like maybe that was the reason why I, I came home with the baseballs. I didn't really come to that conclusion, but overall, it sounds like a nice time. So at least there's good. a win there. Good. I like yeah. to see that. Alex, do you want to give any insight into what your week off was like, or no, no, uh, working <laughs> sticks. Uh... Six nights and seven. Yeah, so, you say week off. Grinding. Yeah. Sorry? He wasn't, Alex didn't really have a week off. Yeah, you said true. how your week true. off good, was like. Good, good catch, Adam. Yeah, yeah. maybe. maybe. <laughs> no, uh, no reading week uh, 
no reading, reading week on the unit. No. A, Alberta Health Services doesn't give reading weeks, so <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Well, you we don't get a reading week. I hate. What to about it. you, Phil? Thank you. I uh, I went yeah. to the BC for a couple days, which was good. I caught some good uh, good TV. Actually, uh, burned through a whole season of a show called Nine Perfect Strangers. Nine Perfect Strangers. Don't really okay. recommend it, but it was you know it was something to watch. And I went for a nice skate. What else? I went to the hot springs. I did lots of great stuff. So I come back refreshed. But Good. I kind of have fat Sunday scaries right now. I got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow, and it's like the stuff that I put off from like last Saturday to like <laughs> to Monday. So <laughs> that's a bit of a problem for me. But you know what? I'll get to it. It's, we, it's heat because like the weekend because you're like I have this weekend like Saturday Sunday, but I also have like Saturday Sunday next week. Yeah, like I could do it this week, but like, why would I even rush myself? Like, worst comes to worst, I'll have next Saturday and Sunday to do it. <laughs> I did a move. That, this is a risky move to do in the school year. I know Owen's done it before, where I just haven't opened my school email in like nine days. So yep. <laughs> we're just gonna come into a whole new world on Monday. Well, yeah, ignorance is bliss. Like it can't hurt you if you don't know about it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, that's what I do over summer break. Is I just shut her down. <laughs> Um, and it doesn't get fired up till September 1st. Yep. And that's my plan for this summer. And uh, it was also my plan this past week. So that's tough. But we do, we're going to do our first movie review right now. So I want to get this on the record. First things first, if you haven't watched Bullet Train and you want to, skip out, go to the time description. I'll have something in there with the little advance notice. Second thing, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish will be the next movie we're reviewing a week from right now. So write that down, go to your favorite, you know, whatever illegal services you use or go to the theater, support your theaters and watch that. So you can hear us talk about it a week from right now. That's my advice to you, but we're going to do bullet train. Now, usually we'll park these at the end, but Alex is in a bit of a time constraint today because AHS, you know, it's a grind life. So got to get back on the clock. So we'll cut right to bullet train first. Alex was very ambitious he gave the movie almost an 8 out of 10. I think he actually gave it 8.7 out of 10, which we can, we can discuss what we think of that. But I want to go to the man who gave it the lowest score, which was Adam. And I want to ask him positive question. What did you like about it? Let's start positive. Great question. Good. Um, yeah, I mean, it was very exciting. Um, I didn't see what was coming next like it you know it mm-hmm. caught me off guard that's good mm-hmm. um it had pretty good action scenes like fight scenes and stuff i thought they were pretty entertaining yeah that's oh. that's all i got <laughs> it ended right there okay <laughs> well i i personally i thought it was good i liked it Owen and i probably had the same view but alex was the most optimistic he really loved it he hyped it up which i mean i could see why you really liked it it was a fun movie um there was a couple things for me that just didn't you know click into giving it that higher score but i also feel like movies like this are kind of capped off for me at a certain number like i'm not sure mm-hmm. that there's a version of this movie that could have got me to give it of four stars is what I'm saying. But what gave it that for you? What did you like about it? I, I thought it was like, like you said, I thought it was a really fun movie. And um, there's two, two kind of things that um, for me, like check off if it's a good movie or not. First thing is, is like if I wake up in the morning and I'm still thinking about the movie, um, that's always a really good sign that the movie was like a banger. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second one is actually recently, this one's um, actually thanks to Adam 
when when he said that you know we were watching Avatar and it was really long and he said he could have gone for some more movie. <laughs> that's how I was feeling after that. Like I I could have watched some more Brad Pitt if I'm being honest. Um, I, I could have went for some yeah. more movie. I thought I thought it was really fun. Um, very colorful, very bright movie. Um, I thought it was you know somewhat original too in 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 the sense I like that they kept the whole basically the entire movie on on the on the train. Um, and then yeah, just like all the different characters were really interesting to me. So. Um, I that that's why I liked it so much. Oh, and you want to give a quick quick uh, synopsis before we get to our handouts? This movie, it's not going to crack my top ten ever, and I don't think it should. But I think you got to look at a movie like this for what it's trying to do. And this movie's not trying to be, you know, it's not it's not trying to be the Godfather. It's not trying to be like the Shawshank Redemption. It's yeah. trying to be like a fun. Like they got all the stars they could. They emptied the 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 but you know the studio's budget. Um, and just tried to put together like the most fun two and a half hours they could. Uh, and I think they did a really good job of doing that. Like, I'm not going to, this to me, I'm not comparing even to like, I'm I'm comparing it to just what I think it's trying to be. And I think it did a good job. Like I had a great time watching it. I thought the action was good. I thought the dialogue was pretty good. Brad Pitt. I mean, Brad was, Brad's a, Brad's a Brad star. Bradding. Yeah. And yeah, I- he was, he had an absolute, you know, Brad of a performance. I like Bad Bunny. Yeah, um, he, he kind of showed out for me. He pitched a good inning. Um, he had he had a lot he, of gas. He pushed in that a inning. great scoreless. Yeah. Yes. So I was really happy with it. Yeah, and I, I, you know, Brad's one of those guys. Adam turned to me midway through the movie and said, "Do we even know his name?" And I said, "Brad Pitt." That's like his yeah. character doesn't really have a name. He's just I still don't know what his character's name was. Lady Ladybug. 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 Oh, right. But Brad is one of those guys that, you know, he's like a magnet to the TV. That's why I'm a Brad Pitt guy and always have been. When he's on the TV, you're watching. You don't like, you know, he's that he's got that type of uh movie star ability. He's a true yeah. movie star. That's why he's got to get the respect and, you know, I, I thought that in this movie with with all these different cameos, like even like they're trying to like flash and catch your attention, but to me, I was like, I could just use more Brad. Like just just lean on Brad a little more. Let's give him a little more work. Like he he could do it, in my opinion. It's like you know you have a you have a player like LeBron, um, or any good player on a team. You don't like you don't just give other guys touches just because you have to. Like this isn't equal playing time. It's not community ball. Mm-hmm. Brad looked like he he didn't look tired to me. He looked like he had a lot in the tank. I would have even leaned on him a bit more like yeah. giving him some more like the, every time he was on screen i was glued mm-hmm. like the phone was saying in the pocket i was locked in i i agree i thought i thought it was a it was a fine amount like i obviously i could always go for more brad but i thought like the interesting aspect of the story was like okay like we kind of know brad and we now know his situation but like how like how are all these other characters interconnected you know like mm-hmm. what are their backstories but and, and i think they handled it really well like I thought, I thought Tangerine and Lemon were unbelievable. Yeah, and yeah. can I also add, I generally am not the guy that lo- like laugh easily in a movie unless it's really, unless it's like Babylon bad. <laughs> um, but like, I'm not the like, you know, like the cringy Marvel, like, like forced to jokes and shit. Like, I, I don't, I don't like any of that stuff, but I, I thought this was actually like, there was some moments where I was like genuinely laughing. Like there, there was some pretty funny <laughs> moment, moments. I loved loved the Thomas the Train, um, yeah. Analogies that that he was using. I don't know if it was lemon or tangerine. I forget which one was which, but um, lemon. that lemon was green. freaking lemon out of awesome. that was freaking awesome. Where he takes the sticker and he says, "You know what? You're more of a Percy," and just 
Oh, yeah. Dabs it on the guy's forehead. Oh, the diesel. <laughs> the, diesel. the diesel part. That was oh. that was the highlight of the movie, really. That was the number that one, one yeah, part of the movie. James, like, it was awesome. So I loved that throwback. That was sick. And Owen and I were talking about, we're big Thomas the Tank guys from a young age. So, like, yes. when he even pulled out the sheet at the beginning, I was like, oh, Diesel's a bad dude. Like, you don't want to yeah. be a Diesel. And yeah. we know Percy and we know Thomas and we know everybody. I mean, I watched the movies. Dude, I used to have nightmares about Diesel. I remember one scene in particular, the train was, the, like, station was very dark and he, like, pulled out of the station. I, I used to have nightmares about yeah. Diesel because he was a mean mean man so i really related to that i liked that a lot i want to say like the more i think about this movie the more i liked it because if i'm comparing this this is in the same category to me as like a marvel movie or like any sort of like a gi joe movie or like an action movie yeah and yeah there's like some top tier action like to me the best action movie i've ever seen there's probably two there's like mad max fury road and then the dark knight those are like the two best i've ever seen and, but I feel like this is like in that same kind of category where it's like competing for the same kind of audience. Uh, and that's why I didn't give it a five star because it, it's not at the level of those films. But four star, I mean, it was like 80% of what those movies are. Like it, I, I was engaged the whole time. The performances were good. It had humor at the right point. And I want to shout out specifically uh, Tangerine. I thought he was a star. Oh, he man. had me. Like he was the only guy that I was like, keep him oh there's him and bad bunny i was like keep on the screen like i wasn't like go back to brad because he had me like just just enthralled every time he opened his mouth it was crazy yeah he was good he was good and the, the thing i was thinking of was i really like the I, like i like that they were on the train for about 90 percent of the movie i thought that was really really interesting but i liked how there was different trains and like different compartments in the trains oh, and what i liked the most about that is like I, I want to like go on the train now and see if they're actually like that. Like, are the carts different? Like, I bet they're not. But like in my brain, it opened up the possibility to me one day getting on the bullet train and checking this out. I don't know yeah. if that's going to be possible because I don't think it's like that. But I like that the illusion is there. But what we're going to kind of do is go into like some uh, some categories, I guess you could call it. Just hand out some trophies, a couple of things that we were thinking of uh, uh, after watching the movie. So let's go to Alex first. I want to hear uh, one of yours, and then we can kind of bounce it around. Everybody, yeah, pitch in. I'll go with one. This one's kind of new, um, and I don't really know what to call it. But just like, what other movies did this movie remind you of? Just like, if you were to like try to sell somebody on this, like, what would you say? Like, hey, if you like this movie, you should watch this movie. I thought this was honestly uh, a mix. It was very, very quentin tarantino-esque to me i think like i, I just the way they're, they're like stop the stop the movie introduce the character have those like bright shining lights like um i, I like that part uh like the water bottle scene remember yeah. it's like okay like what's the story of the water bottle like how they just kind of connect everything um it was kind of reservoir dogs to me like a little reservoir dogs just because of all the names they didn't really go into deep into anyone's name everyone had a nickname i thought um, very good action. Everyone's trying to kill each other. Um, that sort of deal. Um, and then I mixed that with um, I don't know. I like love chemist Phillips. Alex. Like like the, the like Captain <laughs> Phillips. Like everyone's trying to kill each other. Stationary on the boat. Reservoir Dogs. They're they, in the room the whole time. Like that's that's kind of what I would um, mix mix this. Uh, you know, have have as my two comparisons. Um, maybe a little brighter you know, than Captain Phillips. <laughs> Captain Phillips is a pretty dark movie, but uh, 
but uh yeah that sort of deal you know the like we it's like most of, i i kind of enjoy those movies where it just like stays in the one setting have you ever seen non-stop have you ever heard of that movie no. before no so that's a movie it's a liam neeson and he's like an air marshal which is like basically a cop for flights like a federal agent yeah and so he's like on this flight and he gets a text on his phone and it's like there's a bomb somewhere on this plane and so he has to locate this bomb and defuse this bomb and figure out like who did it and why they did it all you know over like this hour and a half movie it's just yeah. in the plane yeah. it's sick i would uh, I recommend love it. it i love it you know yeah, no, and my sick. my rolodex is not that deep for like drawing a comparison to this movie but i did like that kind of mystery aspect of it like that's enough alone to keep me intrigued and mm-hmm. some of those movies like uh glass onion they kind of like fall in their face like they don't hold my interest in the in the mystery of it all this one i at least was able to stay engaged as to why they were all there which was yeah probably what i liked the most i would say adam you want to add anything to that not really. I don't I'm starting to realize that a lot of the things that Alex said he liked about the movie are like things that I didn't like about the movie. So I think oh, I'm no. just I'm just not the target audience for this one. I, I wanted to drop a category here. Oh yeah. I wanted to shout out. So mine is that greatest entrance. Oh. And to me this was an obvious one and it was bad. Yeah. Like when he opened the door and it was it was bad bunny with mm. the cut, like with the hair and the and he just goes straight into attack Brad. I was like, that was like, I was like, what was that? I look at Phil. I was like, is that is that bad? But he's like, yeah, it's bad bunny. I was like, no way. They got him for the movie. Yeah. And it was it pretty fired me up because it was like, you see his face and it's just straight into the action. And then his like, it's his whole his whole character's plot is like, start twenty minutes, finish, and then you just never hear about him again. Twenty three minutes. He was in and out, <laughs> dude. That was a. I mean, yeah. that was the best entrance. I can't even think of anything that rivals it because when like Ryan Reynolds shows up for five seconds, like the, if they expand on that and they like they have the budget to keep Ryan Reynolds for more than one shot as like a extra on whatever other movie he's working on, then like then they would have a competition. But Bad Bunny coming in and just giving you the work about like. Oh, there was this poison at my wedding, and like I'm not gonna say any lines, but I'm gonna like look sad. Like that's that's yeah. the entrance I'm looking for. Yeah, raw. I had uh, character that you thought would matter more, or thing that you thought would matter more, but just didn't, because there was a couple of those. Mm-hmm. The conductor. I don't really know what happened to that guy, but he had those two scenes, and I was <laughs> like, this guy's gonna come back to matter, and then he just never did. The snake. Like I know he bit Brad. But, like, what else was the snake there to do? Like, they could have easily not had the snake on the plane. Like, was or, the snake supposed to make the eyes bleed? I Or no? No, no, no. no, no that so was, I was like, is this the venom that makes your, like, eyes bleed? Oh. But I guess it, like, oh. she milks it from the snake. Oh. Yeah, I think you might be right. Because it was her That's what it was there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But the, did he get bit by the snake? Because I know he got... He, he did, did, but uh, he had the anti-venom. Yeah, she injected it in his neck. Right, 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 yeah. Because I think she thought it was it was the venom, right? So she shot yeah. it in him, but it was the anti-venom block. Or maybe she's trying to give... I don't no. know. It was hard to see. I only watched... She might have been trying time. to stim herself. Yeah, yeah and he ripped it and gave it. Maybe, oh, yeah, yeah, that's probably what it was. It. That was a big play by Brad. Not surprising. And then uh, Channing Tatum. I thought that he was going to have, like... Because he actually had lines. Like, Ryan Reynolds yeah. didn't really have... Like, he just showed his face. And, like, Bad Bunny didn't have lines. But I thought Channing Tatum, like, they would have had him around longer. But he just got the he two kind of funny. Yeah, he was good. To me... He was the worst. He was like the biggest wasted cost. Yeah. Like yeah. he was like the, he's like, you. 
buying a house and then you like are like ah, just throw the just throw the pool in like that's just or like you're driving a car and you're like, like we're already paying this much like yeah. yeah like what's another 100 m's like let's yeah. just yeah. do it because it th- like channing tatum okay like Adam did go, who's this guy? So there was that part. But that also speaks to a large, like Adam's not a movie guy, sort of, but also he kind of is. But I also, mean, what's he, what, what's what he been movies in? has this guy been in? Oh, guy, Adam, he's been in a lot of movies. But the thing is that Adam, like Channing Tatum, if you're going to have Magic like a. Mike. Yeah, Magic Mike, uh, Twenty One Jump Street, Magic Mike Two, Magic Twenty Two like, Jump I Street. Seen any Magic Mike? Unfortunately. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. If you're gonna have like a shocking guest appearance, like Bad Bunny, like wow, Channing Tatum's not that shocking. Like he doesn't really do much. He's not in a lot of movies. So oh, he was in Dear John. Oh, Heat. yep, he was in that Can one. Can I uh, honorable mention my girl Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Like, Oh, I thought that was yes. a great towards the end. Like you thought we were done with the cameos. Here comes this sick Audi. Um, yeah. Bang. Sandra Bullock was on the voice. Cause that voice was a little familiar to me. It's like, yeah. I've heard this somewhere. Yep. It's and it's like, I, okay, we, now we know who was behind the voice the whole time. You knew it was going to be somebody big too. Yeah. Because they, they just given you that, that energy, the yeah. whole movie that they're going to give you somebody big. Also, you know, what's funny. The girl in the movie, the, the mm-hmm. main antagonist, I guess, um, she was the girl in Crazy Stupid Love that was like nine years old. That's where I recognized her from. Oh, I don't yeah. know if anybody remembers that. But then Owen also did some Googling, and she was also in Madden NFL 19. Oh, that's uh-huh. that's what I was <laughs> I was thinking of Madden NFL 19 <laughs> in franchise mode. She was like a GM yeah. or something. So she's a voice. Yeah, I missed something. I missed that one. I didn't play Madden NFL 19. So tough but for those who did i guess that's where you might know her from adam do you have categories or are you uh are you sans on this one uh i choose to remain silent okay all right i think that gives us isn't a deposition just say no nobody's gonna (laughs) judge you um alex we'll go back to you and then once more around the table and then we'll, we'll hit some other stuff I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to one that I mentioned for the Avatar one. I'm gonna go back to my Lost in the Sauce moment, um, and this is actually like very Lost in the Sauce because I enjoyed the movie the whole time, but my Lost in the Sauce moment was the whole like the whole story with what what did they call him the White Death? Yeah. So, like, um, and then the whole thing with Bolivia with Tangerine and Lemon. And something about how he was supposed to be in Bolivia, but his wife was in the car instead because he had to go to Bolivia to do what? They killed a bunch of his best men. Yeah. And then he wanted to get was in Bolivia and they died. So he went to like help the boys out. And that's why he was in Bolivia. Yeah. But like he didn't help anybody out. He just kind of (laughs) went there and like everybody was dead. That was that's what I was confused about. Well, yeah. If your boys die, like you're going to go check up. Like, you know, he doesn't seem like the guy to be like, hey, can I get you anything? Like, how you <laughs> yeah, feeling? Yeah. like he seems like a pretty cut and dry dude. He seems like, uh, all right, like they're dead. Like I'm not going to Bolivia <laughs> to check on these dudes. That's that's the only thing I was a little bit confused about was like his whole like story. And I guess his I guess his motivations in the end were to kill uh, Tangerine and Lemon, right? Um, I think all of them because they were like, I think actually, yeah, yeah, he wanted to kill everybody because they were like uh, the best so- in the league. I yeah, would. actually, good point. And then that's why I was like, what's his connection to everybody? But I guess most of it made sense, but some of it I was a little little fuzzy on, just because 
I guess he kind of did have a connection to everybody. And it's like, okay, why is he trying to kill absolutely everybody? Like, what's his, you know, like he wants to kill his daughter too? You know yeah, what I mean? That, that didn't make a lot of sense. But then I guess, me. then again, I guess his daughter was on the train by coincidence because she wanted to get that assassin to kill her dad. Yeah. Right? Facts, facts. It was a little, it was, yeah, that's, that was my only loss in sauce moment, but I'm not saying it was bad. Like, I, I still enjoyed the heck out of the movie. I do want to say too, I, I think this is maybe just a function of how long the movie was and how many characters there were, but there's like all these competing storylines and motivations. Yeah. And, and then by the time it got to like our, like, like two, two hour, 15 minute mark, when it was all coming to a head, they brought, they went back to the car crash and I totally forgot who was involved and why it happened. And that yeah. was like, turned out to be a crucial plot point. And I was like, Oh yeah. I remember there was a car crash. I don't remember who died. I don't remember why. And I don't remember how any of the characters were involved. Yeah. Facts. So I was yeah. Like, like, <laughs> try not to introduce like maybe the most important like piece when my brain's fried after like two, yeah. two hours, 15. And also like movie. when, when they tried to throw in like shocking curveball, like he, it was because he was in for the guy who was sick. It's like, I didn't even remember him saying that. Like, you got to, like, <laughs> yeah. really make that clear to me at the beginning. Because they played, like, the flashback clips. But they I think did they, flashback it. But yeah. I think they realized in the postcom that they're like, oh, my God. Like, there's been, like, 90 minutes of just pure collisions. We need to, like, flash back. Because if we just reference this, nobody's going to remember, like, the throwaway line from the first two minutes of the movie. So <laughs> it was good that they flashed back. Because otherwise, I would have had no idea. But it feels weird to say this about a two-hour movie. But just slow down like like we need to like they could have crossed off these different characters uh motives throughout the movie and then it would have made more sense to me that it went through it way too quick at the end yeah i agree i think there was too many characters kind of what owen was saying and they just wanted to wait until the very very end to tie everything in together i think the only guy that they kind of tied in before it all ended was bad bunny was was Bad yeah. Bunny's guy. His story kind he of was. ended, right? That's how like they should have introduced the characters, though. They should have done it just like that. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, the they way they did it crossed with... off some, you know? Mm-hmm. The way they did it with Bad was just, it was so tight, like in, out, like, t- like yeah. he was, you know, hitting the zone with 101, 101, 101, I... end of inning. That's it. Like it was. A... <laughs> I got to say also, I got to say also, and then on top of everything, they also tie in the story of the grandpa too mm-hmm. and his son. Right. And his like issues with the white, uh, the white death. But we understood like, that crap. because they went through it in the way that they did with Bad Bunny. And I like Owen saying yeah. 101, 101, 101, because it was like the bearded Kikuchi performance on Saturday that maybe yeah. we could get into it another time. But Owen, what do you have on your uh, next one? Uh, so my last one is uh, is Brad moment of the movie. Mm. Um, and this one to me, again, was another easy one. Uh, even though he did have a lot of great moments, I, I just thought this was like one of the best moments of the film. Um, was when Brad had the brilliant idea. He's like, well, they don't even know what like lemon looks like. Let yeah. me go out with you. And so they go out and he's got the suitcase and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't even know the combo. And so he flicks it just to kind of show them. And then it falls on the, like the exact combination to open it. And it's just like underwear. Like that actually like elicited a laugh out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just, you know, Brad is so charismatic. He kind of carried that line and sold it. And it was, it was great. <laughs> that was fire. That got a real true laugh yeah. out of me too. I mean, Brad. Can I, can I add? I also liked the uh, like the bad luck um, kind of theme that that they give Brad. I thought that was, that was also interesting. You know what's good about Brad is he has those moments of you know, like like him at the suitcase is great. But you can tell, you know, he's 
I don't know that I said this own in the movie. I don't know that he's capable of giving me like 103, 102 for two hours anymore, but it looked to me like he was going pretty, like it was LeBron on a Tuesday night in Charlotte. Like I'm going to go yeah, through the motions, yeah. but on any given possession, I'll turn this thing up to 10 and yeah. give you a show. So that's what I got to give Brad some credit for. Um, I have my last one. <laughs> Thank you. My last one was best look. Um, we have ponytail Brad at the end, which was yeah. raw. That was yeah. a good look. I liked white death's look in general yeah. with the, with the robe at the end when he had the hair flowing, uh, yeah. not the mask, but when he had the regular look at the yeah. end, that was good. Tangerine at any time was, was always looking good. And, and then bad bunny white suit with the red on it. Those are my four picks. I think I got to go with, honestly, I got to go with white death at the end. He was, he looked nice. great. He looked like a good villain to me. Can I add also, I loved um, how Brad looked at the beginning of the movie. Like, bucket hat Brad, I didn't know it was a oh. thing. Bucket hat Brad yes. with, like, the glasses? Yeah. I was like, well, this is, this is probably going to be the best look of movie. So I, I'm going to vote that as my, as my best look yeah. for Brad. Like Maui vacation, Even better than Hawaii, the ponytail. Brad. And the ponytail was sick. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right. Adam, do you want to toss a vote in there or, or pass? <laughs> I'll vote bucket hat Brad. Raw, you love to see it. So I guess the best way to finish this off, I'm gonna give it a six and a point eight out of ten, which is not a bad rating. I liked the movie. I'm gonna give it a six point eight. I'm uh, going seven and a half. It earned yeah. a half star from the beginning of the conversation till now. Raw. You, wait, you increased it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna tone mine down a bit. I think eight point seven was a little crazy. That just happens to me after I watch a movie. I, you know, it's just a. I've like bad case of the of recency bias um <laughs> i gave it an 8.7 i think i think that's what we have on record in the, in the group chat i'm gonna give it uh 8.2 okay 8.2 and for a the, really really solid movie for the lowest score of the group adam what are you liking like i don't think it was a bad movie i'm gonna go like five and a half okay that's not bad and give the people a little tease you're the one who picked puss in boots why are you so excited to watch this movie? What what should draw the people in to watch it? Um, I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be like, you know, it's a kid's movie and stuff, but allegedly it's really good. And um, a lot of, you know, grown adults are going to see it and they're in love with the movie. So I want to see what the hype's about. Let's go. I, lo I love that we're just watching like number two. Like we're just gonna not even. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure. Number I'm one doesn't sure matter. There's nothing that important in Puss in Boots one that. And if there see. is, I won't notice because I've never seen it. So whatever. <laughs> well, look, Phil. Phil, before we went to go watch Avatar two, Phil said, "I'm not even gonna watch Avatar. I'm just gonna go in." And watch Avatar 2. And I think you ended up watching Avatar, the first one, right? No, didn't. But I just caught two and it was good. You didn't? I didn't see one. I thought you, you never saw one? No, never did. Oh, respect then. All right. Sorry. I thought you didn't catch one. Well, you can tune into the second half of the game. You don't need the first half. It's fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. So if Phil can do it, then I can do it with Puss in Boots. Yeah. And it's going to be raw. So get excited for Puss in Boots. I'm very Yeah. And after some raw. research, it looks like they explain all the context to you. Okay, good, good, good. So nobody needs to do any pre-advance on the homework. And then if we like it so but much, if you can, yeah. if you want to, you can watch uh, like Shrek 1, 2, 3, then Puss in Boots 1, and then watch Puss in Boots if well, you're really yeah. that down. Here's, doing that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Here's another idea we could do. If we like 2, 
we can just review one later. We can just add it to the queue. And we'll just review two first, yes. then go back to one. No, we I also, like this. Uh, we got to just quickly, we got to make sure we're all genres are covered. Yes. Like we're doing animation. We're doing comedy, horror, action, everything. Mm-hmm. And we have a bit of a calendar. We know what we're going to be picking. And there's no shortage of things we want to watch. So I hope that people get on the books and start doing the readings. Because we did, we did uh, talk about Cocaine Bear like months ago. Yes. Yeah. That was something I brought up. And so it's getting some decent reviews. Maybe that's... It's, and yeah, people aren't even like trashing it. They're like, okay, this is actually like a, this movie can stand on its own. Okay. Well, let's put that in the queue. Like maybe like... Let's give some people the time to go to the theater and see it. And then in like two or three weeks or a month or whatever, let's hit that one. Let's add it to the queue. I like that. I agree because I feel like you need to let a movie breathe a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're saying this is a thriller mystery, The Cocaine Bear. Oh, wow. Interesting. Sounds up our alley. Who ate the cocaine? (laughs) What a mystery. (laughs) I got to guess. Where'd it go? Yeah. Where did it go? Alex, before you go, anything you wanted to say in the in the sports world over the last week, or ready to check? Look, man, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it how it is. NHL trade deadlines, um, you know, been uh, is a, is a big big part right now, big deal. Um, lots of lots of moves happening, um, and I love it. I love that the NHL GMs just get everything done before. Um, the trade deadline and then all like Sportsnet and TSN are literally left with nothing. Like probably yeah. the biggest trade happened today with Timo Meyer uh, going going from San Jose to, to New Jersey. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see uh, to see what happens for the rest of the league. I hope the Flames sell. They probably won't. We'll probably end up buying an additional defenseman. And then yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what the Oilers do too, if anything. Uh, it's looking like nothing. Lots of guys are going off the board here, and Ken Ken doesn't seem like he, he's doing much here. But uh, it looks like Patrick Kane's going to go to the Rangers, which is crazy too. So uh-huh. pretty. Uh, he's going to look so sick in 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 that Ranger blue. Mm-hmm. Like wow. Um, Ranger so, yeah, blue no, is is goaded. Yeah. That's kind of the only thing I could I could get in. NBA is just kind of you know just wait and get to the playoffs at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so just thought I'd get in a little bit of NHL talk. Phil, if you have anything. No, add. I don't have much. I do think the others will do something, but it's, uh, I don't really know what's going to happen. Because, like, you look at the names left, and to me it's like. They said Carlson's, like, most likely not. Well, trade. the money there is, is nearly yeah. impossible. So, But to me, you look at the names left, like, I understand where they're coming from. Like, none of the rentals are worth a first-round pick to me. So yeah. I understand them being like, okay, I don't really like yeah. want to trade a first round pick for Gavrikov or something. So yeah. I get it, but it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of days. Adam and I are actually going to go check out the Flames Wild game on Saturday. So that's going to wow. be exciting for hockey, Adam. Yeah. Well, I think the last yeah. time I went to a game with Adam was the last game he's ever been to, and I think it was in like 2017. So it'll be good no, to get no. him back. It in the was dome. it was a wild game. Oh, 2019. That's right, Wild Hurricanes. Yeah. We're going full circle. Wow, and that's post trade deadline, I think, right? Yep, first game after. So, so going to be a very new look Flames team. You guys might not see Brett Ritchie and uh, Trevor <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> that was a banger. You should just drop the mic on that one. That it won't get better than I'm that. I'm out. All right, I'm out. Thanks, boys. <laughs> see you Friday. See ya. Now, for the football stuff that the three of us are going to do, I have a different way of doing things today. 
I thought this would be inspirational. You both get the sheet that I prepare, right? So mm-hmm. I want you to go to the sheet right now. Pull yeah. it up. And we're going to do things a little differently because I listed on the first page, you're going to see, I think it's 14 football things because there's not one big story. There's a bunch of little ones. So what I want to do is I listed those 14 things. Just pick one on there. Tell me what you like or don't like about it or what your take is and then pass it off to the next guy and we can just go two or three rounds or whatever on these smaller stories. So take a minute. I have one that's not on here. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Oh, never mind. It is on here. Yeah, I mean, my my former favorite NFL player, Byron Jones, retired. Mm -hmm. Um, He was creating a lot of buzz on social media about how his body doesn't really work anymore. And how he can't run or jump, allegedly. Uh, I mean, I believe him. I'm just, I mean, yeah. I love Roger Goodell Adam, allegedly. I don't know. I mean, didn't we see him play like last season? I I don't know how you can like suddenly not be able to run or jump. But yeah, I mean, he was probably the most athletic player in the league. And to go from that to like not being able to really do anything is pretty sad. He was talking about, you know, don't let them. Don't don't trust the doctors. So like, the doctors are kind of getting like maybe what's his name had a point when he Michael said they're Thomas. not qualified. Yeah. yeah, maybe Michael Thomas had a point. He said that. Yeah, he said no doctor like the NFL doctors are bad and underqualified and undereducated. Yeah, so. and I said I'm gonna apply. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. T- he still has the broad jump record, right? Like that was his thing. He was the he was the jumper. Like that's. That was yeah. what he was known yeah. for. He so. still has the record. I mean, he had a pretty crazy, like, 45-inch vert as well. Like, he was... Yeah. And Ma- he was a good player at the end of his Cowboys life. And then at the start of his Dolphins career, he was good. You know, there's no worse feeling than when your favorite player retires. That sucks. Like, Yeah. And there was... I remember the clip. You know the clip where his, like, knee... Uh, maybe you're not, like, on Byron Jones' Twitter. But, like, he had a clip where his knee, like, pops out. And he kind of, like, robot, like turns it back into place and his knee just pops back into place and then he gets up and walks away like it's pretty i don't know it's pretty crazy hmm. well i knew you were probably going to lead with that one so let's go to owen what do you see i call it audible or write in yeah, i actually don't know if you guys talked about this i didn't listen to the last show yeah okay. um but did you talk about dk metcalf's jump no no go ahead give your take okay because i thought since we're talking about um, you know, really athletic players and vertical leaps and things like that. Uh, I wanted to put this up for cap or not. I don't know if you guys, I would imagine you guys all saw the video, but mm-hmm. it was at this like Twitch football facility, Twitch, like, like Adam's Twitch, like the gaming <laughs> Twitch. Okay. Um, and basically he's like, yeah, throw it up there. And so they throw the ball oh, that and one. he jumps like 75. Wait, <laughs> why is like, this a cap or not? No, it's, <laughs> it it's cap. Like... It's cap to me because I think it has what do you mean to, be, right? to me? Because yes, uh, okay, good, good. I'm glad he Ron's... jumps like he jumps like eight feet in the air. The thing is, it wasn't even the jump to me. Like it's conceivable to me that an NFL player could maybe do that. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. What made it cap to me was he said throw it up there, and the guy threw it at like a skyscraper. Like who would do that? Like <laughs> usually you like throw a little lob in there. Like that was what made it fake to me. I was like, all right, there's no way somebody would do that. You don't think he'd just been doing that before, <laughs> before the, they hit record? Yeah, the guy knew he could jump that high because he's yeah. an NFL player, Phil. Well, hey, DK Metcalf's a pretty amazing athlete, but yeah. I will kind of say the whole mythology with DK Metcalf where like within NFL, the NFL media and NFL Twitter where it's like 
he like had the zero percent body fat and like he only eats a bag of candy in a Starbucks each like day during the off season and he jumps like 80 inches. It's kind of funny to me because they're like basically making this like narrative that he's like the super like human athlete, which is kind of funny. Yeah. They, they try they to love, paint it like, like he's an alien, which I mean, he's a yeah. pretty great receiver. I got to give him some credit, but he still. Is, he is. I'll give him credit too. Yeah. For me, I'll go with the Netflix one because this is interesting. And I'm curious about what you guys' thoughts are. I think it's probably the biggest football story. The quarterback show that they're coming out with that has Mahomes and uh, Kirk Cousins and Mariota. And they're going to, they mic'd them for the whole season and they followed them around. And it's going to be like a little drive to survive type thing. Um, to me, I get what they're like. Everybody was like Mariota. Like, what are they doing with Mariota? To me, like, I think this is the right way to do it. You get like an elite, like a guy who's untouchable, get him, get a guy ingrained in the middle. And you couldn't have picked a more perfect guy than Kirk. Yeah. Get a a Kirk. Yeah. Get somebody in that mid tier and then get a guy who's living on the fringes on some like dog team that's just fighting to like week to week to start. Like to me, like you get a, you get a good balance in there, but I think next year I've been doing some thinking and I want to see Burrow. For cringe reasons, I want to see everything he does to the camera and like on the field. I want the cringe reasons. Mid, give me Dak. Give me Cowboys Dak. I think that's a really good one. And then on the lower end, I'm thinking, I don't know if he's lower end, but give me Derek Carr. Wherever Derek Carr goes, give me some Derek Carr. That's what I'm hoping for next year. Is there anybody you want to see on this show? I'd like to see Jimmy G because I just don't understand what he he like a like a quiet leader is he kind of like a real leader is he and he's kind of like you know he's kind of in a weird position so i mean i think he would be he would be like the Tannehill replacement to me this year i think it would be it would be interesting to say the least that's a good one i like that pick anybody you're trying to see on dak 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 Dak. i'm really hoping for dakota i think dak would just be too boring like he's too Oh no. Like, he's too <laughs> robot of a personality. I don't like think he's, he's that. I think he's a pretty sensitive dude. <clears throat> yeah, but he doesn't like show it. He's just like a very like, you know, business is business guy. Like yeah. he messes up and he's like, "Ah, my bad. I'll get the next one, coach." Like, that's a know. that's a good point cuz like you want someone who can like, yeah. you know, who has range. That's the you know who I want to get under the hood of. Let's see it. A little bit more. Derek Carr. That's what I'm saying. You're just retweeting. Phil. That's what yeah. I said. I agree. Yeah, that's he a said great take. Derek Carr. Oh, and just pick two of my three and pass it off. Like, yep, I've got an idea. I want to see what goes on under the hood. I'm with you, Phil. But you're risking with some of these guys. Like, if you end up with like a Trevor Lawrence or a Herbert, there's a chance they're just not interesting. Like Mahomes has a chance to not be very interesting. To be honest, I know he's like amazing, but you risk that chance if there's that thing. So. I guess that would be interesting. Maybe Mac Jones would be good too. Let me see some Mac Jones. Let's see what makes him tick when he's trotting under center for the Titans. So are they going to, is this idea, are they going to follow them like all the time? Like they did. They did, I think. Oh, they did. Okay. It's coming out this summer. Wow. So it's going to be like QB1. I think like better. I think more access. They mic them during the games apparently. Wow. I'm very excited. I'll be watching. I'm going to be lapping it up. We should move your review for that. That's yes. a good idea. Oh, absolutely. Adam, you want to go for a next one here? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty shocked that this is real. Um, can you explain the Robbie Anderson to Yeah, to he, he changed his name again. His name's Chosen. No. He's he's he, we we covered <laughs> at length 
him going from R-O-B-B-Y to R-O-B-B-I-E last year, and now he's going to Chosen R. Anderson. You you had it. I think he went from I-E to Y. No, no. Right? I, I wrote it down no, wrong. Other way. I wrote oh, it down you wrote wrong. it down wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it was like the kid to the professional spelling. Yeah, exactly. The I-E. To uh, me, uh, I don't really... Now, 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 what is this? If it's kid to professional, what is chosen? This is out of the league spelling. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, <laughs> this is I don't have a job anymore spelling. So, I mean, we've, we've long, you know, debated if we're going to honor name changes. I'm not honoring chosen Anderson. I'm just not doing it. So Nah, he's forever Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Well... Forever, I mean, yeah, forever. I'm not sure this name's gonna enter my mouth again. I think it will because he's he's kind of like you know, when you're talking like you're deep in fantasy talk and you're talking about that guy who's been on every team, like this is that guy that's been a staple, like a staple top of the waiver wire for like four seasons in a row. I yeah, feel like everyone I feel like usually the guys who are top of the waiver wire four years, unless they're young guys that explode, they those guys kind of just end up getting cut yeah like it, it seems like the end of the I'm line i'm just saying everyone's everyone's had some robbie oh yeah so it's it's kind of hard to you know everyone has a bit of True. an attachment because everyone can say yeah i had him in fantasy because we all have so. the, there's a tiktok account called like i follow it it's like electrifying sports or something i don't know if you guys follow it but it just tweet like it just posts the most random people it'll be like Never forget Isaiah Crowell's performance in week 14 of the fantasy playoffs 2015. And it just like spams you with like random names that you would never remember. And it, he chose in Anderson, Robbie Anderson could very well be one of those names. That's what I'm thinking. Anyone you want to take for a turn here, Owen? Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, Westbrook. Like what, why, what do you think the uh, thought process is here? Westbrook? Like, your thoughts on this. Yes. Like, why are the Clippers... Okay, like, we're talking about the I hate part. Owen. I hate Owen. Oh, I thought it was, like, just any top. Or he, just no. he, he gave you clear instructions. <laughs> Open the Google you know, sheet. You know I'm bad at following Read the, the options and pick one. But we'll, I was reading the options on the second page. We'll get to the... We'll, we'll do oh, uh, Westbrook okay. first for basketball. There's your deal. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> hmm. Okay. Do you think the Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll stuff is cap or not? No, I think it's very real. I think it's I think it's extremely real. What do you think? I think it is too, but he did he did like say it wasn't. Yeah, but he like Who reported this? I, it was a long article in the Athletic. I read the whole thing. It was about like why he, how he left Seattle and what happened in Denver. And to me, it, it like how things ended up turning out in Denver makes it pretty undeniable that he would have asked for these people to be fired because in Denver, they tell the whole story about he gets an office next to the coaches. Nate Hackett like lets him choose all the plays. He he had like extreme special treatment. He had his own quarterbacks coach. He had a ton of coaches on staff that were just to work with him. Like he would ask for coaches to get fired to get those type of privileges to me is what it was painted out to be. So him saying, and they said at the end of the article that he fired his publicist to get a new guy to sort of market him again and make him look good. So to me, it makes it pretty clear that, that uh, he made his own bed and that he would have asked for this. That's what I think at least, but yeah, I probably agree. It seems like it's like in line with what Russ like his behavior or not. Sorry, yeah. What his behavior has been. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's just pretty been pretty demanding. It makes sense. Yeah. Any other one you so, want to get to? 
I'm pretty shocked. No one, I mean, I'm not shocked. I almost want to respect, I guess Alex isn't here, but respect for us for not bringing up Aaron Rodgers. Like, let's go. Well, I mean, we can do it. it like, Owen wants to go in on the in the retreat. I mean, the retreat it looks, looks sick. dope. It looks sick. Like, I'm you don't to have that. to turn the lights off. Just like sit in there, maybe rip some YouTube. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine watching some JCS just down there. That'd be in sick. the cave. Oh yeah. wow! Now you're selling me. It looks like like it does look relaxing. I'll give Can him you that. Get delivery. Owen wants to go on the retreat, so at least there's that. Yeah, I do. Maybe to lure him to the Jets. That would be a good play. Hopefully. Yeah, that would be nice. Okay, you want to talk about Westbrook? You want to? <laughs> we want to finish this one off. Yeah, what's uh? Why? Why are they? Why did they sign it? To win. <laughs> like what? I don't understand this. I like how are there still NF or NBA GMs that think he's like a winning player? You know, especially. I mean, I get the case that you can make. Like, yeah, Paul George maybe is better off the ball, but I don't think Kawhi is. Like, I mean, assume I'm assuming. Yeah, you know, you want the ball in his hands more often than you want it in Russ's hands. So I don't really know. Like Russ doesn't really play good defense anymore. I get he's still a good passer when he does pass, but he's not a good shooter off the ball. He's never. He doesn't seem like he wants to uh, change or adapt his game at all. Like I don't. It's happened on three different teams where he's refused to change the way he plays. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't really understand it. I guess. If I were to, I think it happened because Paul George and him were together on the Thunder. And I think mm. Paul George was like, sign him. And they're like, all right, like we can do that. I think from the Clipper perspective, they need guards. Like they need people to get the ball in the hands of Kawhi and PG. But like you say, he's not that effective at doing that, really. He kind of wants to play his own way. The, but to be honest with you, the teams that I thought it made sense for were like the Wizards and the Bulls, and teams who are, like, in the 12 seed trying to make the 10 seed. Because if you just, like, let him do his thing for, like, 25 minutes, he might be able to lift you to that. That's his ceiling, though. We know that. But if you really wanted to make the play-in, I feel like that's the only way I would want him. I mean, I think on the Wizards, I remember in 2020, I actually, I thought he was a pretty productive player. Yeah. Like, it seemed like he, like, kind of, he was kind of bought in, um, he played better defense, and and I, I mean, I feel like part of that's like a function of playing with LeBron and AD is probably like pretty tough. Yeah, um, I do think he's better I, yeah, than I, he showed on the Lakers. I think he's got more sure. in the tank than that. Yeah, and I think I, I don't think you're wrong. I just don't know, like fit wise, we see how much better the Lakers are with actual role players that can contribute. And I think the Clippers are in a somewhat similar situation where they have at least one guy, pro- most probably two, that can play like primarily on the ball and score. I don't know why there's really a need for a third. Yeah, but and I def- I def- I made like reasons there, but I wouldn't have done it. I'm with you. I don't think it makes yeah. much sense at all. I just don't think he's effective anymore. He's also Adam's favorite player of all time. So we you got to give Adam a day in the shine. He did text me while wow, Russ is taking the Clippers to the finals. So I, he, you have lofty expectations. Yeah, I mean, not really expectations, but it would just be sick. 
Like it would be dope. Bro. A little revenge tour. Like prove them wrong. That would be that would be sick. It would look great on 2K. That's about the only place <laughs> I think I could see it happening. So I wish him luck there. I did see an interesting question on the topic of Russ though. Um somebody on Twitter said Kyrie or Russ, who's had the better career? I wanted to just be like, oh, Kyrie, because he has the ring and the big shot, obviously. But you could make a pretty good case that Westbrook had a better career. I mean, it might just be the truth. I mean, yeah, Russ is like, I feel like anytime you have a discussion about Russell Westbrook now about how he's like not an effective player and not really, his game hasn't really translated to the super modern NBA. I think you should also mention that, I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest point guards of the 21st century, probably um, of all time when it's all said and done. I mean, he's like got, he had one of the best MVP seasons I've ever seen in 2017 where he averaged a triple double. He's, I, he's got the most triple doubles in NBA history. It's like, I mean, people, he's like, people get confused now because he's not the best player, not the same player he was before that he's not an all-time great, but I think he is. He was so athletic in his day that he was like the number one athlete in sports. Like it wasn't even just a basketball thing. He was such a like physical freak of nature that even when he lost one or 2% of that, he just went off such a cliff because he didn't have that to rely on anymore. And that's what made him so special for a few years there. He was just a breathtaking player. So I think yeah. you're right. When people like clump in all this hate with them now, there should be a preface to that saying this guy was if he was in the city that you were in, you were buying tickets for six or seven years without a question. He was that type of athlete. So yeah, a hundred percent. He deserves that type of credit. So good for him on that On that note. I just don't see this working out very well for him. Uh, the only other basketball things I kind of wanted to get to were the Hawks firing their coach, uh, Nate McMillan, who obviously took him to the 2021 East Finals, which you can say what you want about that run. You could say the Ben Simmons pass and everything, and I'd probably agree with you. Like They weren't really supposed to be there that year, seemingly to me. But to pin this on him... And to bring in a new coach, I just, I'm always of the belief that NBA teams are a reflection of their best player. And Trey Young is this type of guy. This is who he's going to be the rest of his career, to be honest. And I honestly think he's like what Rudy Gay was in 2012, where it was like, if he's your best player, like he looks great. He has a lot of dunks. He puts up stats, but he misses a lot and he's not very efficient. I think that's where you're at in 2022 with or 2023 with Trey Young. I think it's kind of the same type of situation where if he's your best player, I just don't see a world where you're going like to like the four seed because the Hawks roster is pretty good to me. I like the pieces they've put around him, but I don't even know what kind of market there would be for him if they put him up for trade, which I think they might do. Um, and they've hired Quinn Snyder to sort of knock down egos and build up a defense, but I just don't really see a roadmap to that. Yeah, I mean, I have two things to say. I would say, first of all, like my issue with Trey Young uh, is partially the fact that he's so inefficient and he's having a down year, but it's also the fact that he doesn't play defense and has no interest in playing defense. Uh, it's, I think, in my opinion, I, I don't know if I've seen really many great, great players that I'm like, you're an all-time player that don't play on both sides of the basketball. Um, like you think about Jordan, LeBron, even Curry, who is sometimes like bashed for his defense, I think plays hard defense. Like he you know, mm -hmm. has high effort defense, but with Trey young, like whenever I watch him or watch clips of him, 
Uh, it looks like he just is not interested to play defense. And I think that that's more of an attitude thing. Like I get he's limited physically because of his size and his length and everything. But even when you watch him on offense, he's so disengaged when he doesn't have the ball. Like he will sometimes if DeJounte Murray has the ball and is going to, you know, drive to the hoop, he won't even, he'll make it maybe barely past half court, mm-hmm. but he has no interest in really being in the play unless he's, you know, someone who can, take a shot. So I think he's got some serious attitude and maybe just, it's a, maybe a character issue at some point. And I think that was also part of the reason it didn't work with Nate McMillan was because clearly there was a rift there. Yeah. Um, and that I think affected everything because if you don't have buy-in from your best player, uh, it's going to be really hard. I know DeJounte Murray is probably a pretty tough guy to deal with too. So I think it's, that makes it really hard to implement any sort of system or structure or discipline. And to me, the Hawks were so undisciplined. It never looked like they knew what they were doing on offense. Um, and uh, I think this is generally probably a good thing. Yeah. Just and, because it seemed like before it was untenable. And I do like Quinn Snyder. I think he's a good coach. I just don't know what yeah. kind of like, atti- it's going to take an attitude adjustment or, or a different type of commitment level. And the NBA now to me, I don't know. I think maybe what would the years have been like 20, 20- 13 to 2017 or 18, it was about like your your forwards. Like who did you have on the wing that could put the ball in the hoop? And to me now in this new different kind of chapter of the NBA, it's about your guards. And I think yes. the, the type of guards you have are going to impact the, the how far you can go. You need good guards, which is why the Clippers, I don't really have high hopes for them. But you go down the list of guards in the league and I think you could get to 15 names before you hit Trey Young and guys you'd want to start your franchise with. I think you could probably do that. It might be close, but the slam dunk that we once thought he was, like, you can just turn down the list. I mean, Doncic, Lillard, Curry, uh, you could even say Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, Garland, John Morant. Like, just keep going down the list, and they're guys who you would definitely rather take over him. So, Yeah, and the other thing with the with the shooting thing is, you look like a great player. You really do when you're shooting 38 or 39 or 40% from three on high volume. Like he does, like you look like a really great player and people tend to turn a blind eye to your defense. But um, when you're not hitting, when you're not hitting on that like level and that efficiency that you might, that you should be like, if you're shooting 33 or 34%, you look so much worse. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I get, he's not like a, he wasn't brought in just to shoot the basketball. Like he's, he's a better player than that. I think he's a good passer, but like, if you look at like, even like Davis Bertans um, or like Duncan Robinson, guys that were brought in exclusively to shoot uh, and who don't really play good defense. When you don't play good defense and you, and you're not shooting efficiently, you just can't, you're just like an ineffective player. That's why they don't play rotations. And I get, again, Trey Young does more for his team than that, but I think it's somewhat similar. Like you, you have to be at such a level to overcompensate for a lack of defense. Yeah, but I guess only other things we could get to before we finish up. I mean, the NBA, they're really trying to take over this Sunday thing. Sunday without football feels weird to me. Um, They did throw four games on back-to-back-to-back today. I know Lillard had 71 tonight, which is crazy. He went absolutely bonkers. I think at 41 at halftime, the Lakers had that crazy comeback. But I'm sort of in this mode where like, I just kind of want to get to the playoffs in both these sports, I think. Hockey and basketball playoffs are going to be great this year. So I just want to get to there. And this month is all about March Madness. So that's that's really where I'm at as a sports fan right now. It's the two weeks leading up to March Madness that I'm just counting down. I'm sure you're in the same boat. Yeah, I've gone to the point where I'm watching games on YouTube. Um, highlights. I'm starting to pay attention to players. I'm getting my 
I'm getting in the mood. I'm ready to go. Let's I'm go. Super excited. Adam, are you readying a, a like a, a team that you're eyeing or like for the bracket? Or do you want to just name a team that you're thinking of and Owen can tell you if they're having like a good year or a bad year and then you can sort of just get the wheels turning? Uh, I mean, I usually just go for the third seed in the West, but okay. how's Michigan? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about Michigan. He, okay, I don't like them then. All uh, right. I, need, I need Ethan to come on. Yeah, and he will be on. We got to get that. We got to get that locked in because we need. I was chatting with him. I don't want to tip his hand, but he likes Houston, or, uh, Houston this year. Okay, he's loving Houston. So if you're anybody who wants a preview before we get him on, maybe do some research, watch a couple YouTube videos on Houston. Let's go Houston Cougars, yeah. and then we'll, yes. we will be having him on. Maybe this year we should make a bigger commitment to him because he was so good last year that we get him on after every round and we sort of like he can chip away i don't know if he has the time for that he's a busy guy but i mean he really was an electric he is he's a great guest he's probably the best guy we have to break down any given thing so we we're gonna need to be relying on him again which is nice um and i'm looking forward to that uh the pitch clock and then i guess we can finish up but i did tune in to some of the game on saturday and this pitch clock might single-handedly save baseball is my take. This is the best invention ever. The game flies by. And the, there's actual, like, there's rhythm now. Like, I, I I love the pitch clock. I don't know if I'm alone in this. Owen would probably be the better uh, voice I mean, as a more of a common baseball guy. But I was loving it for the two innings I watched. Yeah, like, I love it too. I think that, like, I, I don't know. There, I think there hadn't been a game that was, like, under three hours in, like, many years. I think since, like... I don't even know. There was a Mark Burley game and there might have been one since then, but it's like never really happens. And then on Saturday, like I think it was like 75 or 80% of the games were under three hours. So it was like, it was way quicker. I will say I like, I love the pitch clock. I don't like the giant clock at the back. They said that there, that won't be at big league parks, only spring training Good. that they will be behind the, uh, behind in the batter's eye. Cause it gives me like anxiety seeing it i'm like oh no like he's got to hurry up it is it i is. just rather like it just not be there and them just kind of pay attention to it yeah it is a little anxiety inducing i agree yeah. but the, the rhythm was just i mean this is this is great i do think i did say i think it's going to be bad if you're at the game in the summer like we might be and you're trying to relax at the ballpark and innings are just flying by like that's not really what i like about baseball but i don't go to games i watch them on tv so win for me and if we can have like a set expectation for what the time of the game is going to be, because to me that was the problem before, like it could go anywhere from like three hours to four and a half. And I just kind of have to be prepared. Like the best thing about soccer and Adam can vouch this is it's like, I know 110 minutes pretty much of my time. And that's all I have to commit to. Yeah, I can do it yeah. in under two hours. If I have an expectation for what it's going to be for baseball, that's going to enhance my life in many ways would be my larger yes. point i'm fully on board with the pitch clock let's go and i guess adam probably wouldn't have the best idea about the pitch clock but just know <laughs> if you want to get into baseball now's the time because this thing's going to save the game yeah it looks fun let's go it looks fun i i think i saw a uh well i think i saw a game end i saw john boy tweet or whatever like a game end because they didn't pitch in time maybe it was like a like a youth game or something like ninth inning bases loaded they didn't pitch in time and then the guy walked and they lost yeah that looks pretty electric like i game. love that yeah that was that was spring training that was a that was, was a, it that was major leagues 
Okay. Well, yeah, the guy. I think that was a. Maybe you're talking about something different, but a guy. He he was called out on strikes at the end of a game because he, oh. he took too long to get in the batter's box. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah, no, that's yeah. It was that to me? That's a little heat. I don't. I don't necessarily like. That. I think it's pretty raw. I love referee Adam stamping <laughs> down the foot on the rules and ending a game because of them. That's that's your angle. I like it. But to me, that I think that'll get ironed out in time. I also wonder if maybe these games are moving so fast because a lot of the time that I was watching, they were throwing out like five or six seconds on this clock. I do wonder if that's just spring training and they're like, whatever, let's just throw the ball. Like, I wonder if in the regular season or in the playoffs, they like think it through a little more. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's accurate or inaccurate, but just a theory maybe as to why the games were going really fast, like two hours, 20 minutes fast. So, all right. Well, 10 out of 10 for me. I like the bullet train review. Raw. Me too. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it was a good time. So we'll be back on Friday to talk about some sports stuff and then Puss in Boots on the next one after this. So be ready for that. But... Yeah, I hope everybody had a good reading week. For those who did, if your reading week's this week, enjoy that. Anything you want to say before we go, Adam? We will go to you. Not really. Uh, happy Monday. Happy Pokemon Day. Yep, try to... Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the scariest of... It's one of my least favorite Mondays of the year. The one just like start of March. It's just like... Yeah. This Monday just feels different. You know, that's a good point. Cause it's like, oh man, I got to get my summer job lined up. Like, oh, it's just terrible. Oh, yeah. I miss the days when it was one no month pressure. Left of school. Like, we're literally in the last month. It's so heat. Yeah. This is pretty. I, I, my, my semester ends on the uh, 17th of March. So what? I got, I, I have to do a, a work placement from the 20th to the 14th after. So like, where am I going to do that? Like I have all those stresses going on and then I haven't opened it. it, it, You do not want to be me tomorrow. Trust me right now. You do not want to be me. So anyway, but yeah, we'll be back. Kudos to me for fighting through that to record this podcast. Actually, that's what I deserve the credit for. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that little flu game, just mental health game. Um, but I'll be back. We'll be back Friday. So looking forward to that. Talk to you guys then.